Welcome to Integrative You Radio, hosted by Dr. Nick Carruthers and yours truly, Dr. Nicole Rivera. This is the place where you become limitless. We are covering the latest and greatest topics, of course, in a disruptive fashion around integrative medicine, mental health, and human behavior. We are also covering how those topics affect the human and family dynamics. We will be sprinkling in some truth bombs for our healthpreneurs so they can join us in our mission to evolve healthcare. If you are health curious and growth focused, you are in the right place. But buckle up because this is real, this is raw, and this is disruptive. This is Integrative You Radio. And welcome back to another episode of Integrative You Radio. I am here with my co-host, Dr. Nick. <laughs> don't, don't forget the people can't see you on the podcast, hey, even I though mean, we are doing a video. <laughs> visualization. It's key in life. So we're talking about a really interesting topic today. And this is talking about the balance or imbalance of masculine and feminine energy. And... I want to just kind of set the stage as to why we're talking about this specific topic. And I know that Nick has had his own experiences in one working with clients around this specific area. And, and two, being married to Dr. Nicole. <laughs> that is very, very true, which we're going to make sense of momentarily, because if you don't know already from listening to our podcast, that um, I definitely uphold a pretty masculine energy. <laughs> Her balls may be bigger than mine. <laughs> and we've consistently teased Nick that he is very highly sensitive. <laughs> no, not wrong. But there were two scenarios that got me really thinking about this topic. And one was around a client that we were working with that was a young individual around the age of 11. And he was struggling with his sexual identity. And of course, we want to dig into, you know, what is the root of this? And as we were diving in and asking better questions, there was a lot of pressure around him saying that, well, if you're highly sensitive, they call it HSP, a highly sensitive person, then chances are you're trans. And I think that a lot of us know it's it's just not that black and white. You can be highly sensitive as a male, as a female. It doesn't dictate your sexual preference. So that was one of the topics that got the wheels turning. The other topic that got the wheels turning was when I was at the Joe Dispenza event and experienced um, a testimony of a 15-year-old boy who got on stage and said that he came there because he couldn't hear out of his right ear. And it happened around the age of 12. And since 12, he has no, no ability to hear out of that right ear. And he regained his hearing at the event. And the moment where his hearing came back was when he heard another man in the crowd cry and, 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 not just cry, but release, like an ultimate moment of vulnerability. And it was that moment that he gave himself permission to cry. And he literally regained his hearing in moments. We're going to get so deep on energy today. It's <laughs> going to be awesome. And this was, 
this was such a huge aha moment because for those of you that are unaware, um, the left and the right side of body of the body are synergistic with different energies. So we have the left side of the body, which is more in alignment with your feminine energy and the right side of the body is masculine energy. So it every time someone tells me that they have a specific set of symptoms on one side of the body, I always think about that piece and what does that what piece or what part does that play in the overall big picture? So coming from the first example that you talked about is that, you know, confusion around sex. And this is the confusion part is that people are misinterpreting sex. Sex is literally the physical anatomy of a woman and a man. It's sex has nothing to do with feminine and masculine. And because of language, um, we get confused and controlled very easily when we misinterpret language because language, you know, getting right into the depths of it, language is the vibration that creates the field. You know, we talk about Bruce Lipton. If you haven't looked up epigenetics or understand epigenetics, epigenetics has been proven that it is the environment that actually dictates the cell signaling of the DNA. So turning either on or off activating or deactivating a gene in the body is actually determined by the energy of the field. Our words are the vibration that, and our thoughts are the vibration that carry that information out, which we're going to get deeper into that second scenario. So a little bit of pre-framing there, but understanding that sex is literally, do you have a penis? Do you have a vagina? That's sex. Masculine and feminine are two completely different aspects of energy that honestly have something to do with sex but don't have anything to do with sex is completely separate because when you really study the energy of masculine and feminine the energy of creation all energy is in a state of balance so which means is that there needs to be a balance of both masculine and feminine energy for optimal performance the confusion is when we become and display the traits of either overly masculine or overly feminine. Is that why you just looked at me? <laughs> there, there was a pause. I was like, what was that? There was a pause and a glance at Dr. Nicole. Is <laughs> when we are overly displaying these traits, and we'll get deeper into why that is, or under, you know, you're always going to have the balance of over and under. And that is confuses us because our thoughts our actions those create the feelings that we have and then we have these feelings that oh I'm feminine or oh I'm masculine and it might not match up to my sex and when we don't understand that that's when we get confused and that's when we're confused that's when we're gullible that's when we can be influenced because we're not concrete we're not grounded in who we are the identity the what I would call the truth. Which but nobody's is, talking about this. That's why as well. So nobody necessarily has any any foundational information. We just have a lot of external opinions, external feedback that is then influencing our emotions and influencing our perceptions. No, and, and it people, gets very confusing. And the people that do talk about it is like, no, there's only two. There's there's a male and a female, a dick and a vagina. And like they're coming from an over-masculine standpoint of you're stupid for trying to make up all these different identities, which, I mean, could be easily arguable. 
but that's not how like that's not how to change somebody's mind and the goal isn't to change somebody's mind the goal is to educate somebody so they can have more awareness so they can make the best decisions to serve themselves because everything every single decision that we make it's based on trying to best serve ourselves so if somebody is literally identifying as something else they're doing it not to not to rebel they're doing it to try to best benefit themselves and we understand that then we can meet them where they're at help educate and then they can either continue to make whatever decision they feel is going to best serve themselves that's everybody's on their own journey in life yeah and so the the uh little smirks we're giving each other about me being overly masculine you know i just want to kind of share a little bit more about this concept so you know when i was younger there was a lot of things that I perceived and a lot of it. Um, okay, let me backtrack here because in my journey of working on some of these things that I observed in my childhood that made me who I am today, which obviously I am massively grateful for, but at the same time, there has been ways that it has set me back. And now because I'm very committed to my own personal growth, I know that this layer is something that has to be addressed in order to continue that trajectory of moving forward and, and growing myself. So that's the foundation of, of why I've even explored this. But I had a lot of issues on the left side of my body and Nick would constantly joke with me that, oh, how's that feminine side of yourself? <laughs> And of course, uh, you become a parent, you become a mother and, and you start to really tap into that feminine side naturally. And that's when it really can come to your awareness of like, wow, why is this something that I feel so uncomfortable with? And Nick asked me the question, he goes, what is the first word that comes to your mind when I say the word feminine or femininity? And I said, weakness. And that is based on my observation as a young individual. I observed women that were taken advantage of. I observed women that were treated poorly. They didn't speak up for themselves. They took the abuse, verbal, physical, and they felt that they deserved it. And I also observed uh, both of my parents, not just my mother, uh, not being able to make it up the ladder to create any level of financial stability as well as financial freedom. They worked for corporations. They, you know, were loyal. They they showed up. They did their work and they just never got ahead. If anything, they lost jobs and had to start from scratch. So there was a lot of observations that made me think that it wasn't safe to be feminine. It didn't, it wasn't safe to be vulnerable it wasn't safe to be sensitive it, it that wasn't safe when nicole first when i first started dating she goes i don't snuggle <laughs> now she loves to snuggle <laughs> yeah i was i was very masculine <laughs> um you know and of, of course this served me for a period of time it allowed me to create some level of success but as mentioned is you hit a point in time that you're you're proud of your accomplishments but you feel like there's something off there's something missing there's something holding you back and that is what started this exploration and i realized that i was missing out on so much sweetness of life because i was constantly suppressing my feminine energy and i do feel that 
there was a level of safety with being with a partner that I really trust that I know I have the opportunity to be vulnerable with. And I also understand that not everyone feels safe enough to be vulnerable and you're going to lean into that masculine energy until that changes. And so as as what we're talking about is a lot of the embrace of one energy versus the other is it's a safety mechanism, it's a protection mechanism, it is a mechanism that we see that allows us to get ahead. And, and what I mean by that too, is you might be the person that's really relating to this masculine of, oh yeah, I'm kind of masculine too. And it's because I don't want to be weak and I don't want to be vulnerable. I don't want to be taken advantage of that. That can make sense to a lot of people because they've had experiences where they've been betrayed and they said, wall going up. Or it could just be the standard of your childhood. You know, it's like I grew up in a childhood, very competitive as an athlete and we were always, you know joking but it's not really a joke when it's repetitive over and over and over it's like who was the hardest hitter in football who got the most amount of home runs in baseball like who had the fastest track time like all these things and that is masculine energy of like i i'm the best i am bigger i'm stronger i'm faster so that it was interesting because energy is always in a state of balance you know energy can't be gained energy can't be lost it's only transferred to new forms and what's brilliant of working with people and just having that self-reflective awareness is that we, our own energy system is always in a state of balance. And then when you have a relationship that creates its own dynamic of balance, and then you compound a family dynamic of energy and that has a balance. And what's beautiful is if you look at this big enough, every community, every state, every nation, every world, every galaxy it just keeps compounding more and more the energy is always in a state of balance but i was always overly this masculine kid growing up because that was part of me my edge being competitive i was highly sensitive person but i ignored that and suppressed that and then i started dating nicole i was like oh this is great she's carrying this masculine energy i can actually step back and not be that part of myself and i can tap into my highly sensitive person and that allowed me to flourish and energy work and all of these quote unquote right brain sensitive intuitive connective aspects but that created another imbalance for us so we always use the moment we always use the relationship to serve ourselves however as dr nicole was saying that can only get us so far when we're still in a state of unbalance because there's only going to be limitations when we have too much or too little of something. When we are in a state of balance, homeostasis, when we think of health, you know, energetically in Chinese medicine, you think of like yin and yang. It's like when we're in a state of equanimity, there is no limitations. We're limitless. And that's the goal to, to come out of all of this is understanding is that we can achieve and receive anything when we are grounded in that state of equanimity. And I want to speak to what you just said about your like upbringing, because I think that this is this is the other side of the spectrum that I that I want to discuss is that 
when people are more on that feminine energy side, you know, you, as I was saying before, is like, you might want to embrace more of that feminine energy as an individual if that is going to be what's appealing to your ideal partner. If your ideal partner is that super masculine and you want to have that individual that you feel taken care of, you feel safe, you are you like that he or she is is rugged, they could shoot a gun, you know, and you are going to tap more into that femininity so that you can attract that type of individual. You know, you're not doing this in your conscious mind. You're doing this more in your unconscious or your subconscious. And but also the ramifications of children that are being pushed. Can I play on that really quick? Sure. So actually I had this conversation yesterday with a client is that, you know, energy is always in a state of balance. But a lot of times, you know, whether we're unconscious or not, we we love ourselves the most. Um, and you'll have a strong, let's just say Nicole, um, <laughs> we'll have a strong woman like my wife here and she's going to want to be with another masculine man. She doesn't want to be with this weak individual. Um, but when we understand that energy is always in a state of balance, you can't have two alphas in the same pack. Every single pack, every single team only has one alpha. And that's, that's just how it works. It's from the one to the many. And however, that short term, you know, you can have two alphas coming together and that's quote unquote, like the fantasy of what a lot of these people want in a relationship yeah. is they, they want this strong, both connection, all the similarities, et cetera. Pappy, you got to get back. I love you. <laughs> Our dog's trying to get in the, uh, in the scene. Um, and that can create, you know, like this honeymoon effect. That's, you know, amazing, passionate, strong sex, like all these different things. But then it doesn't last. But there's fucking feuds. Yeah. Those are going to be the people you're with that you have the most intense fights <laughs> because you're essentially same energy and, and, and you're, you're going after it. <laughs> unconsciously, we're just trying to figure out who's the leader. You know, we don't understand that usually consciously in a couple. But when we can have that self-reflective awareness, when we do understand energy and the flow of it and how to use it, we realize that in relationships in life, you're never alpha all the time. You're never masculine all the time. You're never feminine all the time. It's about coming into your strengths. And yeah, there's times where I'm masculine and Nicole's feminine. There's times where she's masculine and I'm feminine. The more we can work together as a team, understanding our zones of geniuses and allowing her to be masculine when it's out of my zone of genius, when it comes to business, a uh, man's supposed to run the business. I don't fucking care about running the business. She does. She's wearing the pants in the business seat. It's beautiful. And, but it took me a while initially because I felt guilt. Because I felt of, yeah, shame. Well, because of the societal pressures. Exactly. Of it. And the same thing is like you do so much in the household and there's a lot more domestic things than you that you do that I don't want to do. And, you know, that could be judged by, you know, individuals externally. And so that's <laughs> Pappy is really killing me right now. <laughs> um, so that's I think that one of the major intentions for this podcast is 
to understand that in relationship dynamics and family dynamics, we need to take a step back and open the lens or widen the lens to really look at these these dynamics of feminine and masculine and stop judging them based off of what society tells you is right and wrong and just to lean into it. Because I think what you said about the zone of genius is really, really, really important. So, you know, there when it comes to cooking in a household, it's, you know, there's still that stigma that mom should be cooking the dinners. And if the male is a stay-at-home dad and cooking the dinners and cleaning up the house, it's, you know, people think, oh, wow, that's really progressive, but it's still kind of odd. And really at the end of the day, if that is something that lights him up, maybe he has a passion for culinary arts and he has a passion for making sure his kids are going to be absolutely brilliant, know how to use their hands. And he wants to be part of that. And she wants to fulfill her deep purpose of, you know, success through a career, then there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. It's staying in your zone of genius and staying in your zone of what you actually fucking like doing. And understanding that we're here to evolve, that might shift over time. You know, after everything that we do comes from filling our voids. So once we get our void filled, guess what? That dynamic might change. Once Nicole gets everything that she needed from running businesses and serving humanity, that might, that might shift for her. And same thing for me. So it's about understanding that who you were yesterday doesn't have to dictate who you are today and what you're going to be in the future. It's allowing that opportunity and that space to be able to jump into that right brain, that creative, that feminine energy. But guess what? Every form of creation starts in the creative aspect and it comes into form through the masculine energy. So that is honestly why we are a combination of both energies because for creation to occur, we have to have both energies. So it's ignorance to think that somebody's only one energy. That's not how creation works. That's not how the flow of energy works. And it's just get, actually getting rooted back into true science, not this dogma science, and being able to use that to serve yourself because that's why we're here, to learn how to love ourselves every single day because we can't give something we don't have. And literally working with clients, working on ourselves, we realize that the only true currency in life, it's not money, it's energy. And if we're giving our energy away and that only occurs, by coming out of love, getting into this world of duality, wasting energy. Like the only energy is actually getting back into our true authenticity, being our uniqueness, tapping into that zone of genius and loving ourselves, serving ourselves. And in doing so, we're allowing that love to spread out. Did we? Okay, we're back. <laughs> um, I think that another important thing is abandoning the societal constructs and these constructs it's not recording, is it? Mm-mm. Glitch. I think we had a little glitch in the system. So we're, uh, we're back at it. So one of the main points I want to make is we need to abandon these societal constructs around what feminine and masculine look like. And, and what I mean by that is if you are a parent and you have a child who seems more highly sensitive this has nothing to do with their sexuality, their sexual preference. And 
we need to abandon the idea that if your son doesn't want to play football or doesn't want to hunt or doesn't want to, you know, do some other type of extreme impact sport, but is more interested in music, there's nothing wrong with that because that's just his preference. And if your daughter wants to play football and play the drums, then There's no reason to say that's not what girls do because I know these constructs are still happening in, you know, in society is that this is feminine and this is masculine and you need to subscribe to that. And really at the end of the day is that everyone has the opportunity to embrace whatever energy they, they lean into. And it's, it's us as a society that creates a judgment against that, which creates a stigma and creates a perception. And the more that we can give people freedom in order to do what is in their zone of genius and what makes them happy, that's how we're going to evolve society so that we are a less depressed, anxious, and unwell society. No, 100%. I mean, and getting kind of like to that second clause in the Joe Dispenza, the child who lost his hearing in the right ear, it's just understanding that every symptom that a person has is a feedback mechanism to help increase the person's awareness that we have blocked that communication of serving ourselves, of loving ourselves, of allowing ourselves to be authentically who you are. And when we, like that kid, soon as he felt the energy, you know, because if he lost his hearing, he couldn't hear that gentleman cry first he actually felt the release of the energy coming from that masculine, allowing that feminine energy to rush out. And once he actually felt that vibration, poof, that healed. Because energy came back into a state of balance. There was a balance between the right brain and the left brain. Everything you hear in the right ear goes and activates the left cortex. So he allowed the balance of energy energy is what drives what neurology neurology goes through and creates biochemistry so allowing that balance of energy to come in actually healed his deficiency of hearing which is only a symptom we diagnose things and then we are taught to believe that that's who you are which is fucking bullshit it's it's all lie literally so we need to start forgetting all of the bullshit that we've been programmed in this dogma science and start remembering the truth of who we are and acknowledging that, accepting that, and display that. One point that I want to make as we wrap up here is when we're talking about this individual, this young boy who lost his hearing, and then he ha- he felt that release of energy of that other man in the crowd and felt this ultimate vulnerability um, that allowed him to be vulnerable and resolved his ear. What I want you guys to understand is that the the magnitude matched. So when he lost his hearing, which I have no idea what the circumstance was, but I would assume he there was something that happened at a high magnitude, meaning a high emotional magnitude that made him feel that he could not express any level of vulnerability or express any level that would show quote unquote weakness or femininity and that could have been a uh, a fight with a person he really loved and trusted it could have been you know it had to be something that was an extreme magnitude 
And then when he felt the same magnitude is when he was able to release that physical symptom. And so this is really important for those of you that feel just generally confused on who you are, generally confused on your identity, generally confused on your purpose. And feminine and masculine might be playing a role. I'm sure that there's more to the story. But if you have had a massive, intense magnitude, especially like an assault from an opposite sex, you are going to have a lot of strong emotions towards that individual, possibly even that gender, and you're going to move into protection and you're going to embrace the polar opposite other side. And so this is really important because if you are in a place that you're just like, I'm writing off this and I'm going to fully embrace this. And now I hate all of this gender or all of this race. It might be due to the shifts in your neurology, your biochemistry and your genetics that happened because of the in the very high magnitude of a situation that you experienced. The body and the brain are very, very fascinating, and they're always looking to adapt. And of course, our ego is there to protect us. But sometimes it's a matter of that will serve you for a period of time, but it will then hold you back in many other parts of life. And even if that is just the inability to feel joy or inability to feel gratitude or happiness, and that is something that is going to cause disease and weigh on you in all parts of life all right guys we got deep so let us know what you think we thank you so much for being an avid listener of integrative you radio formerly known as integrative wellness radio we appreciate all of your support we love your comments please visit us on social media as well as our website to see all of the fun things happening behind the scenes and the new amazing content and courses that is being rolled out on a monthly basis we hope to see you there